Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. I hope you had a great weekend. If you watched the Super Bowl, I hope you enjoyed it. If you're like me, you loved the halftime show because it reminded you of everything that was good about middle school music. All right. So this week, I am going to be answering questions that have been submitted to me on my Instagram at Liz Listens. And these questions are all completely random. So each day is going to be a completely different topic. So the first question is, what's the best way to get through a heartbreak? Heartbreak is really, really hard. I remember many, many years ago now, before I was married, I had just ended a relationship with somebody that I really, really cared about. And I was so incredibly heartbroken. And I remember I just kept crying about it. And I wanted to talk to my friends about it. And it was a really lonely period of time because I felt like other people didn't really get it. I would try to talk about how painful it was for me inside to go through this breakup. And the responses I would get would be things like, the two of you weren't a good match. You're going to find somebody better. I think it's time for you to start moving on. And from their perception, I'm sure that it was irritating to hear about. And I'm sure that they had seen the writing on the wall for a really long time. So they had already come to terms with this. But me, I felt so much pain. And as I said, it was really isolating because after a while, I started to pick up on the social cues that no one really wanted to hear about it anymore. And so there would be these nights where I would just be crying to myself, but I wouldn't text my friends or call my friends because I didn't want to bother anybody. Finally, I decided to go see a therapist and I went in and I was talking about the breakup and I was crying and I said to the therapist, I know it's ridiculous. I don't know what's wrong with me. My friends think I should be over it. I feel like I'm hysterical. Why can't I just get over it? And just her validation, just her saying, this is hard. You cared about this person. Of course you're not over it. It was so powerful. I remember after that point, I said to her, this is going to sound silly to you, but the pain I'm feeling feels as if somebody's died. And I would never say that out loud because nobody's died, but it feels that way. It feels so incredibly, overwhelmingly painful. And my therapist at the time, and this was before I was really a therapist, I think I was still in training. She said, well, of course it feels similar for a few reasons. One biggest is that what you're experiencing is a form of grief. So in many ways, it might feel similar to other grief that you've felt, including the grief that you've had over death. Number two, this was an important person to you who you had dreams with. And some of those dreams keep hitting you. When you go through a new holiday, when you see your friends getting engaged, All of those things are reminders of the dreams that you're not going to have with this person. And so each time something happens, it's like you're starting the grief all over again. And that's painful. It's really painful. And then you're isolated. And because you're isolated and you're not talking about it, you're living with all of that pain internally. 
And then lastly, the reason that you feel so much pain is because you feel shame about that pain. Something I talk a lot about with my clients, and by I, I mean Liz, is that the way we feel about our feelings can have an impact on them. So if we feel shame about our grief, then it's gonna make everything feel so much worse. So it's really powerful when my therapist said, of course this feels bad, because not only is it a bad feeling that you're having, but you're feeling bad about the bad feeling. So to answer the question, how do I heal after heartbreak? Number one, remind yourself that this is grief. Number two, unshame yourself. If you have any embarrassment or shame for how much you're experiencing the grief, for how long you've been feeling pain, try to shift that because that shame is going to make it feel worse. Number three, work on preparing for those big events that might upset you. Have some sort of ritual that you can do or someone that you can reach out to. And number four, this was a suggestion that that very wise therapist made to me many years ago, set some grief time. Now, of course, we can't control our grief. If we're going to cry in the car when a song that reminds us of the person comes on, then we're going to cry in the car. It's just going to happen. But what you can do to help yourself during those moments is you can say to yourself, Tonight, during my grief time, I'm going to come back to this feeling. So I'm going to try to step away from it right now because this is overwhelming me. I don't want to be crying at work. I don't want to be crying at the bar with my friends. I'm going to come back to this during my grief time. And what is grief time? Grief time is when you set a specific amount of time each day at first to lean into the grief. And during that time, you just write about how you're feeling, what you're thinking. And you write and you write and you write until nothing comes out anymore. I usually suggest that you do 20 to 30 minutes for grief time and that you have a transitional activity that you do after it that is nourishing for you. So it could be something like after I'm done this period of time, when the alarm goes off, I'm gonna go eat my dinner. I'm gonna go for a walk. I'm going to paint. I'm going to take a shower. I'm gonna watch my favorite comedy show. So set some grief time for yourself. What this helps you to do is it helps you to bring all of that processing that you're doing internally out onto a piece of paper. And what you'll find is that as you use that grief time, you'll need less and less of the grief time as time goes on. But above all else, please be gentle with yourself because grief is hard and heartbreak is grief. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me on Instagram at LizListens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you, so please take a moment to leave us a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones, and when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash goodrisings, ask questions, and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.